0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Qui Gon Jin was one of the most wise Jedi Masters of his time and also one of the most rebellious. He rejected a seat on the Jedi Council, which was one of the highest achievements that a member of the Order could aspire to. In later years, Jin's own apprentice, Obi-Wan Kenobi, would receive a place on the Council, alongside Masters Windu and Yoda, during the Clone Wars. And a bit further down the road, the Jedi Council's refusal to grant Anakin the rank of Master, in conjunction with his ascendance to the Council, was one of the contributing factors in his fall to the Dark Side. Master Qui-Gon's reason for declining a seat on the Council were varied, but one thing that came up time and time again was his concept of the Living Force. Whenever Jinn would find himself in the Temple Gardens on Coruscant, or in the private meditation chambers that overlooked the planet's single sun, he would often think about the nature of the Force, and a thought kept troubling him. If the Jedi were really keepers of the peace, how could they so confidently roam the galaxy, fighting in battles and duels on behalf of the Republic? Part of the Jedi Code mandated that Knights of the Order should value life above all else. And Qui-Gon Jinn wondered if his fellow Jedi were aware of that. So often, Qui-Gon witnessed other Padawans and their masters interfere in disputes. And like clockwork, the pair would eventually ignite their lightsabers and pick a side to fight against. Jinn couldn't help but wonder if there wasn't a better way. A path for ensuring peace that didn't result in deathly combat. At some points during these meditations, Qui-Gon decided that violence, even heroic violence, that could potentially save lives, was part of the dark side. But there were two moments in Jin's life, when he was training Obi-Wan Kenobi, that the Master seemed to flip-flop on this issue. Now this is from Legends. Once, while on their way to Ord Mantell, on a mission for an expansion region by the name of Omnino, Kenobi and Jin found themselves in a life-and-death struggle against a group of savage reptilian humanoids. Thanks to their lightsabers and the Force, the two Jedi were able to defeat their single opponent. But when the pair boarded an escape pod... Something the younger Kenobi said deeply bothered Qui-Gon. In a rare display of anger, Kenobi stated that the galaxy would be better off if all the Mentelian savrips were killed. Even though the Savrips had just murdered everyone aboard a freighter and nearly killed Kenobi and Jin as well, Qui-Gon couldn't help but be disgusted by his Padawan's language. With a stern face, Qui-Gon looked at a student and told him that those were the most vile words Kenobi had ever uttered. After all, Jin followed the living force, and wishing death of an entire species no matter how terrifying they were wasn't something a jedi should do now here's where it contradicts this is another legends piece this is from star wars tales one so in another training mission in the outer rim master qui-gon showed that sometimes exterminating an entire species was helpful for the galaxy while walking through a forest qui-gon jinn and obi-wan kenobi felt a dark disturbance in the force after some investigation The pair of Jedi discovered that the disturbance was actually caused by a massive, slumbering Cillin. The beast was more terrifying than the Mantellian savrips that Kenobi wanted to erase them from the galaxy. But Qui-Gon decided that the Living Force was directing him to cut it down, and that's exactly what he did. If we look at these two scenarios, it seems strange that Qui-Gon would feel so strongly about the lives of the Mantellian Savrips, but at the same time seemed so gung-ho in killing the Sillen. Kenobi himself was confused by the matter, and it was something that Qui-Gon and Yoda would often discuss. So this is one of the times that Qui-Gon just sort of contradicts himself. But we also have to realize that it really depends on the writer, whoever is writing the story, the comic, the book, with Qui-Gon in it. These characters are handed off to different people. Whether George was owning Lucasfilm or wasn't, when it came to Legends content, it was kind of like George would just sign off on stuff and he'd be like, okay, sure. But it never really came from his mouth. Unless it was like a novelization of a book where he like really read it front to back. Now, that's not to say everything wasn't approved, everything had to be approved, of course, it was being published by Lucasfilm at the time. But every artist or writer has a different interpretation of these characters, and also wants to have them say different things to further the plot of the story, or their particular story, that is. So while these are all legends, it is pretty interesting to kind of see the differences between Qui-Gon in different stories. And if we look at it as all one congruent whole, then we can see he's quite contradictory to himself. Let me know what your favorite part about Qui-Gon is from the movies, and your favorite story of him in any Legends or canon comic or book. I hope we get to see more Qui-Gon in any future shows or movies. He's my favorite Jedi, and you know, a Jedi I would strive to be like while Anakin is... Probably my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Thanks for watching today's video. Leave a like if you enjoyed it. Check me out on Spotify, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Until then, remember the Force will be with you always.